Welcome to Retirement Income Solutions with the team at Security First Asset Management. If you're concerned about having the right financial plan, then this is the show for you. Your hosts, Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith, are ready to listen to your questions, help you plan for the unexpected, and set you up to thrive in retirement. Here in Middle Georgia, they're the team to turn to for financial guidance so you can have more peace of mind. It's time for the show. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Listen. Plan. Thrive. Hello and welcome to Retirement Income Solutions. I'm Ron Stutz with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith. This is the show for you if you have questions about how to retire with confidence and with the kind of plan that gets you to and all the way through retirement. Bill and Daniel are your financial coaches in Middle Georgia at Security First Asset Management. They have offices in Macon and in Dublin. If you'd like to speak with us about your own financial situation, call anytime at 800-987-1443. That is 800-987-1443. On today's show, we'll be answering your questions about finances, and retirement planning. You can always submit your questions online at completetheplan.com. Your questions and some great conversations are on deck. It's time now for Retirement Income Solutions. Uh, guys, I was I was thinking about uh, presidential financial planning this week, and oh and, my goodness, man! <laughs> I don't, don't want to talk politics on this show, but <laughs> right. you know everybody loves a good presidential quote. Our goal here is to take these quotes from past presidents and apply them to the financial world. And I think everybody can can benefit from this. I'll give you the quote, and you tell me how it applies to our industry. All right, here's something George Washington said. When only one side of a story is heard and often repeated, the human mind becomes impressed with it. What what does that mean to you? Man, I'll tell you what. I heard some quotes earlier today from Thomas Jefferson, and I'll tell you what. We could go back and learn from these folks, but what – yeah, if, if all you heard all your life, for example, financially, is all you needed to do was accumulate a million dollars and withdraw 4%, and and you could take 4% out and, and adjust it for inflation for the rest of your life, and you never outlive your money. If that's all you hear, then when you sit down with somebody like us and we say, hey, man, that may not work. You may have to do something different. You, you know, it's going to take <laughs> gonna take a little bit of education. Not that that's a bad theory. It's just not, a, it's just not applicable in every situation. So... I find that true in a lot of instances. When we hear one thing and that's all we ever hear, then we never know anything else. Yeah. So our mind really gets impressed with that, and that's where we go. So average return is another one. Hey, as long as I average such and such return, it's not about average return. It's about total return, especially when you start taking money out of your accounts. It becomes more important about uh, not spending your seed. It does about your about your growth. Wouldn't you say that, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. So that's it's a pretty good strategy. That's a good strategy. So, yeah, I think this has a lot of application, not only in, obviously, in our world, in the financial world, but in, in, in life in general. We, we need to have open minds. It's certainly true in the political world as well, because, you know, things are on one side or the other these days, and everything is so polarized. I've got maybe the most famous presidential quote of all here for you. Let's see what you guys can do with this. This is from JFK, John F. Kennedy. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. What does that mean and how does that apply to our lives today? You know, I hope it's as applicable today as it was when he said it, but 
it seems like more people are asking it the other way around, but let's be positive. So mm-hmm. if I'm thinking like a financial advisor, you know, I don't think about what a client can do for me, but what I can do for the client. We do our best to absolutely take care of our clients and stay in touch with them. I think the biggest thing we do to help our clients is uh, help them solve their financial problems and maybe put their mind at ease a little bit. That's the biggest thing. People come in sometimes stressed and worried, and we want them to leave with a much better outlook. In fact, our goal is to put them on, on a path of predictability where they don't have to guess about what may happen in certain circumstances. And so, you know, if we apply that quote, what can we do for our clients, not what they can do for us, that would probably be the biggest thing is putting them on that path to uh, what we would call financial predictability and so they can rest easy at night. That's the biggest thing. What do you think, Bill? I agree with that. You know, we want we want our clients to thrive in retirement, not just survive, and that requires uh, detailed planning and uh, execution. You can't, it's not a hope strategy anymore when you retire. You've got to have a plan in place. You're listening to Retirement Income Solutions with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith of Security First Asset Management. And we're talking about presidential quotes today and trying to take those and apply them to our lives today, particularly when it comes to financial planning. Here's another one for you. This is from George Herbert Walker Bush, not George W., but his dad. Think about every problem, every challenge we face. The solution to each starts with education. My goodness, what wisdom. Uh, I'm sure we have some folks out there with wisdom today. They're still alive, so we don't hear about it. But <laughs> that's, uh, This means uh, an awful lot to me. Um, we, we pride ourselves in educating our clients because we feel like a, a well-educated client is a good client. And we don't know what we don't know. And most people come to financial planners because they don't know how to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. And some professionals out there, financial professionals, are really nothing more than salespeople, I would hate to say, but uh, we don't really want to invest clients' money without knowing why, and that requires education. We need to know about them, what they're trying to do with their monies. Uh, we got to make a plan that works for them, and that requires us educating them on the solutions as well as being very proactive with their understanding moving forward. So. We, we really, we really thrive, I think, thrive on the fact that we can educate our clients successfully. We take so much pride in education that we, we have a classroom in our office, and we want people to come in and learn about the topics that are most important to them, and that really gives them the confidence to make decisions. You know? Yeah, not only that, is the topics that we talk about are the topics they want to talk about because yeah. we ask them what they want to learn about. So. That's right. So it's uh, it's all it's all meant to to help them uh, navigate through the rest of their life. I mean, nobody's most people haven't walked down that path but once, and that's when they do it. Yeah. And so there's a lot of obstacles ahead, and we need to help them understand what they are. You know, guys, I think this uh, George H. W. Bush statement is uh, has really hit the nail on the head because I know that educating your clients is a really big part of what you do every single day. You got it. I don't. Uh, I don't think Daniel and I would ever. And we've had this opportunity. People come in and say, "Hey, look, I've got X dollars. How would you invest it?" We take a step back and say, "Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's this money for? What are we trying to accomplish with it? Not, hey, let me give you my best portfolio and let's let's run with it. Yeah, 
let's see how it fits for the rest of your life it's it's, it's that important to us you got to have the perspective of a whole financial plan and complete picture how it all works together yeah it's important to know all that information and also important to know each other and i know that when folks come in you you take pride in getting to know them and having them uh, have an opportunity to get to know you a little bit as well i got another simple quote for you here this is a short and sweet one from ronald reagan he said trust but verify I really like that quote. I, I am afraid that politicians don't follow that logic anymore, <laughs> but we uh, we certainly should trust but verify. You know, all the important decisions in our life. When I go to a doctor, I want to make sure that the doctor knows what they're doing, that they have some credentials, that they have good success. Same thing is true with financial planning. You want to make sure you're working with someone that knows what they're talking about. There's some people that, that may not have... Uh, the whole perspective of looking at the whole financial picture. We find that sometimes people will just say, well, you just need to unplug this investment, plug this one in, and that'll solve all your problems. That's not true. You want a whole financial perspective. Look at their whole uh, life, what the goals are, the long-term goals. And we have something called the Lifetime Income Blueprint that we put together for people. And it forecasts out their income streams and takes into account inflation and market risk and health care costs and all kind of different variables that have to be accounted for. Uh, but as far as trust but verify, you want to go to a couple different places and check people out. You go to the Better Business Bureau and look them up. Uh, there's a broker check. You can go online and look up advisors. Uh, we have uh, professional designations. Bill and I are retirement income certified professionals. You can go to designationcheck.com and look at anybody's professional designations and see who in the area has those. And we're members of the National Ethics Bureau. National Ethics. You can go to ethicscheck.com and look us up there as well so you can listen to what we have to say today, then check us out. Daniel Neesmith and Bill Danner, your local wealth advisors at uh, Security First Asset Management. And I want to throw one more at you here. And this is this goes back away. This is from Calvin Coolidge. And he said, it takes a great man to be a good listener. I know you guys agree with that. I certainly do. And it's a very difficult thing to do. You know, we have an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. When somebody comes in to meet, especially with a financial advisor and they've never met them before, they know that advisor has an agenda. They're not stupid. And uh, I think there's a difference between an advisor and a, than a salesperson. I think you can tell how good the advisor is or how much he has concern about you by how much he listens. We like to ask questions that get the answers that we are looking for so the client can really understand where they are and we can help them get to where they want to go. And that requires sometimes a lot of listening, asking questions and making sure that we understand exactly how they feel about the questions that we're asking so we can we can be good listeners. And it's hard. It's not, it's, you know, you don't want to be listening to somebody and at the same time thinking about what you're going to say next. That's not that's not listening. That's uh, you have an agenda and you're trying to get through a, an agenda in that meeting so you can go on to the next one. That's not the way we want to work. We want to be good listeners. And it's a challenge to do that. But we know that it's important that we understand exactly where the prospect is so that we can determine how we might be able to help them get to where they want to go. Yeah, what I find, too, is listening to people talk about anything, not just financial things. Uh, it's important to us to talk to people about everything going on in their life. You can learn a lot about 
your clients by talking to them and understanding their family and their relationships, and that gives a good insight into how we should plan for them. Sure. I like to ask a question from time to time. Hey, do you have anybody in your household that weighs more than 80 pounds that you have to feed? <laughs> more than 80 pounds. I mean, that could be a dog, a I horse. I got a dog that weighs more dog, than Dog, a horse. It could be a motorcycle. It could be an RV. <laughs> the answer is yes, always. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it could be more than just them they're trying to support. So, yeah, you got to ask them questions, and you can make them fun as well. But uh, people people will open up when you when you take the time to truly listen to what they have to say. In Daniel's case, it could be an 80-pound guitar. You never know. It, it, could, yeah. it could be. He has Gosh, to feed my, ban- my banjo weighs uh, 25. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be that. You just got to, you know. People will talk if you if you'll take the time to listen. You put them all and together, you, and you got some heavy instrumentation there. That's for sure. That's right. You got it. You that's got right. It. <laughs> Do you have a question like what we've covered on the show today? Don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind. There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve that successful retirement we're all after. If you want to ask a question about your particular situation, here's what we'll do. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review, and we'll offer this review for free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit, and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio, and is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. We'll analyze the tax implications of your savings. Health care. Do you have plans to pay for health care or long-term care need in the future? Legacy. Do you want to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of dreams. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and to make sure you don't run out of money in retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. Here's your number to call, 800-987-1443. That is 800-987-1443. Bill and Daniel will set aside time on the calendar to meet with you to provide you with a complimentary financial review of your specific situation. This is such a valuable opportunity to help you plan for your financial future. Just call 800-987-1443 right now. That's 800-987-1443. If you get a voicemail, don't worry. Just leave us a quick message and we'll be sure to get back in touch with you to secure your free review. So call right now, 800-987-1443. One more time, that is 800-987-1443. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. And I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who will look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that will protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge... I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. 
Get started today with your complimentary review at Security First Asset Management. 800-987-1443. No cost or obligation. 800-987-1443 at Security First Asset Management. Call now. 800-987-1443. 800-987-1443. Ready to get some more of your questions answered today? Let's bring in the show's producer, Mark Haywood, to see what kinds of requests are coming in on the mailbag today. This question comes to us from Michael in Cochran. Michael says, I have several old 401ks from companies that I used to work for, and I'm getting tired of keeping up with all these statements. Can I just combine them all in one account? Or maybe the question is, should I combine them? Uh, Great question, Michael. Uh, We uh, often find folks in the same situation that you're in, where today it seems like some of the baby boomers... uh, who don't uh, don't have a, a job or employment where there's a pension and where there's you know a reason to stay there? There's a lot of movement in, in employment over years, whether they choose to do so or whether they've been downsized or or cut back or whatever the case may be. But uh, there's a lot of reasons that we could identify for combining them. You stated one of them. It's uh, keeping up with the statements is a is a joke and a hassle. And most of the time, it's favorable to move. Uh, 401k plans into your own self-directed IRA. It's something that certainly that you should probably consider, and uh, that would help eliminate uh, a lot of the statements that you presently get uh, down to probably just one or so. And uh, not only that, another reason you might consider it, uh, and probably more importantly than just the uh, the hassle of statements, is the options that you can invest in. And and we'd like to encourage you to look at maybe. Uh, not just combining your 401ks into one, but putting a plan in place that would dictate how you would invest that money based on your goals and aspirations and your time horizon for re- retirement. Because you're one of those individuals, uh, from what you're stating here, that you're probably going to have to turn these 401ks into income when you retire. So the better you can do that now and, and have a plan in place will help you uh, get to the goals that you're trying to accomplish and then you can also eliminate having a a bunch of paperwork to deal with and a bunch of orphan 401ks all over the place so we recommend that you if you desire to give us a call and we'll sit down and help you uh, walk down the process of uh, organizing your finances based on your retirement goals. Stephen writes into us now. Stephen is in Macon and Stephen says I'll try to keep the details brief warning guys it's actually quite a long question he says i'll try to keep the details brief long story short i'm the executor of my deceased mother's will and my sister is currently living in mom's house i don't want to kick her out but i'm afraid that i'm going to need the money from the sale of the house to fund my retirement which starts in three months i have about six hundred thousand dollars saved but the house would bring another 200000 which would make a huge difference. How do I figure out if I'm okay with what I have or if it's worth kicking my sister out? Oh, that's a tough question. Family Steve. dynamics, too, there. Yeah, Stephen, uh, you know, I'm in the same boat, buddy. My mother passed away, uh, left the home there for nine children to split, and, uh, and we have a sister living there right now that, you know, obviously she can't afford to be somewhere else, and so she's... Uh, She's living in the home, and uh, I'm not banking on on that money myself, but I understand your question. Uh, That's a toughie. You you really don't know uh, exactly how to to approach that, I'm sure. That's probably the reason when you wrote in to us. But uh, I think the first step would be for Stephen for you to kind of sit down and and figure out exactly 
where you need the income to come from in retirement. If you're planning on the retiring, as you said, and you have $600,000 already sold, you don't necessarily say, excuse me, you don't necessarily have to have $600,000 the first year you retire. So maybe you can work out a plan that on your income flow that uh, will help you meet your needs now. And uh, down the road, you know you'll have the other money from the sale of the home when your sister's been able to put things together so that she too is comfortable. So maybe working a, an income plan now based off the assets you have, showing that income from that sale of that home coming in in the future will help put together a plan for you so you can see things not only as they are now, but how they will be once you have the other assets. But depending on what your income needs are to now, uh, how many years you'll need to fund it, the 600000 could fund for, for quite a number of years. So it's part of the puzzle. Uh, it'd be like if you didn't have that home there and you were expecting a, a sale of another asset sometime down the road to be part of the liquidity you need to create income. I think what would be in your best interest is to kind of see how it looks like overall so you can see how what the needs are in the immediate future and plan for your income needs for the rest of your life prior to you retiring. All right. Our next question comes to us from Andy. Andy is in Dublin and Andy says, how much of my portfolio is it okay to have invested in just one stock? I have about $2 million, but almost half of it is invested in one company. Wow. Andy, that's uh, a great question. And my personal thoughts on this is that having half of your money, which would be a million dollars in this case in one stock, is is way too much. The reason for that is is simply because if you have all your money in one stock, you don't have the diversification to reduce the amount of volatility or risk in your portfolio. In general, a general rule of thumb is 5% or less per stock, and that way you spread the risk around. Even if you own a really high-quality company, a blue-chip stock, Having it all in just one doesn't give you the diversification you need to protect you, to protect your portfolio. So think about this. For many, many decades, uh, GE, General Electric, was thought of you know, as a blue chip stock. But here recently, in the last you know several years, their stock prices just plummeted. And so just because you own a high-quality stock and you just own one of them doesn't mean it will always be sustained like that. So having your, your portfolio diversified, owning many different holdings, owning many different companies will help reduce that overall risk. And so it's important not only just to have it invested in good asset classes and good diversification, but having it in, as part of an overall plan. What will this money be used for? Will you use it for retirement? Are you going to just pass this money on? And what determines how much risk you have in your portfolio should be your time horizon. How much time do you have before you need to start spending some of the money? You want to create an overall plan that lays all this out before you can decide what to invest in. Part of what we do is something called a risk analysis. We'll do something called a stress test where we can take your individual holdings and tell you how much downside risk you have in your portfolio. How far down may it go in a recession? And that is a wake-up call for many people. Right now we're 10 years into a very large bull market. So we forget how much it hurts to lose a lot of money, to see it go down on our statements. But the key driver should be when you need to spend it. We think it's important to understand how much risk you have and have it, your holdings incorporated into an overall financial plan and an income plan. Do you have a question like what we've covered today on our show? Don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind. There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve the successful retirement that you'd like to have. If you want to ask a question about your particular situations, here's what we'll do. 
We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review, and we'll offer this service free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit, and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio, and is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. We'll analyze the tax implication of your savings. Healthcare. Do you have plans to pay for healthcare or for a long-term care need in the future? Legacy. Do you plan to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of goals. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and make sure you don't run out of money in your retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. Retirement planning doesn't have to be complicated. Clear up the confusion by calling our team right now. Just dial 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. You'll get that complimentary financial review that will make sure you can hit a home run in retirement. 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Call now and let us know that you'd like to take advantage of the complimentary review. Call 800-987-1443. Again, 800-987-1443. Time for a Middle Georgia fun fact. Did you know Dublin is known to have the tallest building in central Georgia? The Ficklin and Company building measure right at 211 feet. We know planning for a retirement can be a tall order, but we have you covered This is Retirement Income Solutions. They're all about helping people prepare for retirement and doing it in the right way. 800-987-1443. That is 800-987-1443. Hey guys, let's talk about stuff that doesn't work. (laughs) We all all know a lot about that. Uh, That's like me some mornings. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get started up. Got to get started up. It is hard to get started some days, I'll tell you that much. But uh, things that don't work in retirement planning and in life in general. First of all, uh, tell me about this, what you think about this. Trying to change someone's mind about a political issue by posting on Facebook. Wow. Wow. Daniel? I've kind of been avoiding Facebook for that reason. It seems to just kind of be a political talking point and platform. It seems to mainly be an echo chamber. You know, people post about how they feel, and they're not likely to change anyone's mind at all um, based on a post on Facebook. I think there's less than a 1% chance you're going to change someone's stance on anything. Um, so I, I recommend avoiding that. You know, I, at least I, I avoid it. But when it comes to helping someone with a financial plan, it's the same thing. I don't try to change their philosophy. Some people uh, prefer to invest differently than others. We're there to help facilitate what they're trying to accomplish. And I'm going to show them the the path that will get them to that. And in fact, I tell people there's two paths you can go down in retirement. You can go down the path of predictability and the path of opportunity. Some people want more risk, means more rewards possibly, more opportunity, but also they, there could be some ups and downs in that path. 
Other of my clients want predictability. They don't want the volatility of the market. They want less of that. So depending on when I speak with someone and we listen to what they have to say, we'll help guide them down the path. And I'm not going to try to change their mind and say, no, you need to be more risky. It just doesn't work. We want to listen to where they're at and help them from where they stand. You certainly don't want to take on more risk for somebody that uh, doesn't understand the consequences. No, certainly not. No, so. So we listen to it and don't try to change their mind. It doesn't work very well. Yeah. Well, since we just brought up Facebook, let me just say that uh, you can find these guys, Security First Asset Management, on Facebook by searching Retirement Income Solutions. That's all you got to do. They're not going to try to change your mind about anything. It's just informational. So I thought I would throw that That's out right. there while That's we're on that deal. topic. They can, they can even listen to podcasts if they go to our website. Sure. Stuff sure. that doesn't work is what we're discussing today. And uh, how about trying to guess how long you'll live based on your parents' lifespans? You know, it's it's sad to say, but I, that 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 happens all the time when you talk mm-hmm. to people. Well, my mom and dad only lived to be seventy. Guess what? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I mean, today with modern medicine, um, your health situation may be completely different than theirs was. Your lifestyle may be completely different than theirs was, whatever the case may be. You don't want to bet against longevity. You do not want to bet against living longer. You don't want to do that. So we try to help our clients understand that there is a age out there. We know not what it is, but you'd be better served to plan to that or through that or beyond that so that you don't have the, the risk of outliving your your monies. We don't want anybody to do that. We want to plan as if they're going to live to 90 or 95 comfortably doing the things they want to do, the kind of lifestyle they want, and not outliving their money. You know, recently we've had several clients pass away in their 90s, and the majority of them were men. So don't give me this, <laughs> hey, you know, women outlive men. That's not the case. It is generally. But you know what was very, very, very rewarding for us? To sit down with heirs of a 92 to 95-year-old, even a 101-year-old, wow. and say, hey, look, there's money left over for their heirs. In the case of the 101-year-old, their heirs are in their 80s, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, 70s, 70s, early 80s, but the, 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 it, was a, it was a great sense of accomplishment and a feeling of, of great reward to, to see that they didn't outlive their money that somebody helped them understand that, hey, you know, you might live a lot longer than your mom and dad did. And in most cases, they that's a fact. They do. Mm, absolutely. It also reminds me of the question before. You know, some people just are dead set on <laughs> not not wanting to plan that long. It's hard to change their yeah, mind. Not it's hard to, to change their mind. Like, you yeah. know, I'm going to live. I'm going to live the best life. I'm going to start living right now, living it up. I'll take my Social Security 62. I'm, yep. I'm going to go out and just live it up because I don't know when I'm going to die. Get an inheritance and spend yeah. it too quickly. Yeah, we just don't know. That's what we, we're here to help with. You bet. Well, it requires a lot of planning, that's for sure, and people just living longer these days and everybody's number one fear is outliving their money. So I know that you make sure that folks don't do that. Got another one here for you. Two spouses, I'm sure you hear this a lot, two spouses come into your office and they say, oh, we don't need to worry about it. We'll take care of each other as their health declines. And sometimes that's easier said than done. Yeah, we hear it all the time. 
You know, and it's a tragic thing because it takes such a toll on the spouse that's having to take care of the sick spouse. Their health declines, and mentally it's exhausting, exhausting for them, especially already up in age and trying to take care of another elderly person. It's it's almost impossible. I don't see it work out very often where, where that can happen. Even kids, even having your kids come in and take care of you, it's, it's just so hard, so hard on the family. It's not only physical, it's emotional yeah. and it's financial. Absolutely. So we we really believe people need to have some type of uh, care in place for extended health care, need to have a plan in place for extended health care. And because 70% of people, 65 and older, will require some form of care, be it at their house, in a nursing home, in assisted living. Uh, but fewer than 5% of Americans have planned for that, unfortunately. So, And their plan is, uh, my family will take care of me. But more often than not, that just doesn't work out. Yeah, I haven't got around to the fact that which one of my children I'm going to ask to take care of me, number one, and especially which one of my children want to change my diaper. Oh, yeah, that, let me know when you find out. Yeah, those are tough <laughs> questions. <laughs> Nobody wants to think about that. No, no one does. But th- that's the reason nothing is done about it. Yeah, they don't people. want to talk about it. Very few it's, people. It's something they just don't want to address, but, you know, we've got to bring it to their attention. Yeah, the good news is there's there's a new, there's new products out there that really make it easier to, to afford the care. That, yeah, ways to reduce the risk uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and assure yourself against some of the risks that you that's might be right. taking. Yeah, there's... There's instruments out there that can help a lot of folks. They just don't know where they are and what they do and how to find them. Here we are on Retirement Income Solutions with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith, and I'm really fascinated to hear what you guys say about this one. We're talking about stuff that doesn't work. How about cheesy pickup lines? Well, I'll have to tell you. I have to admit, Ron, I don't know anything. I don't know any cheesy pickup lines to begin with. Uh, um, I didn't marry young either, but I, Daniel accused me of having one when I met my wife. But I don't think I you had, had to che- say something to her, Bill. To reach I, back into your memory. I can't. I've been so long ago. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to think about it. What was my cheesy pickup line? I guess the only cheesy thing about it was we were at a class and uh, uh, a church class, a young adult church uh-huh. class, and um, they needed volunteers to bring. Uh, desserts mm-hmm. and uh, I saw her name as one of the volunteers so I wrote mine next to it or <laughs> vice versa I don't know how that worked there she may go. have done that but is that cheesy can I make you dessert there can you I make, go can <laughs> I make you cheesy pick is that a cheesy is that a cheesy pickup line I don't know man it must have worked you know what most cheesy pickup lines are probably not true there's yeah. probably there's probably an element to dishonesty uh, about it. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, you know what? We don't want to be involved in cheesy pickup lines. So for retirement planning, don't don't listen to a cheesy pickup line. Listen to something with authenticity and trust and uh, somebody that you can make sure that uh, knows what they're talking about. Yeah, we see those commercials on TV and, you know, follow the arrow and all this kind of stuff. And it's not that simple. If it's that simple... <laughs> No, nobody would have problems with this. So there isn't any cheesy pickup lines when it comes to planning for your retirement and making sure that you have enough money to last as long as you live and that you live comfortably and able to thrive in retirement and not worry about yeah, money. Yeah, if we think about that in terms of financial plans, and sometimes people have cheesy financial plans because they don't have a plan. Yeah, yeah. they they just yeah. have money. They yeah. have some money in a brokerage account or a CD, and they yeah. call that a plan. That's not a plan. That's a hope strategy. Yeah, plan so, is knowing how you're going to spend it, where to spend it yeah. from. So a cheesy pickup line uh, <laughs> would probably be a hope strategy, and we don't yeah. we don't believe in that. No, we don't. 
heaven must be missing an angel because here you are. <laughs> that's, yeah. Oh boy, Ron, you're she's so, still around. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really cheesy pickup line. Was uh, that yours to get your wife there? Uh, uh, well, no, I didn't use anything like that, but I was very lucky. I'm married <laughs> up. I'm married up. Well, I'm married up too. There's no yeah, doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. That's great. How about timing the market? I mean, that's oh. something that doesn't work. You have to be right twice. Yeah, you have to know when to get in and when to get out. You know, it's it's difficult. Sometimes we run into people that, and and everyone claims you know you can't time the market, but people try to do it all the time. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything now for financial planning because the market's going so well. Mm-hmm. When the market's down, well, I don't want to do anything now because the market's wanna, down. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't really, <laughs> So if you I don't, don't realize want, any losses, yeah. here. well, you've got them, whether you yeah. realize them or not. If you don't, if you don't want to do any planning when the market's up, and you don't want to do any planning when the market's down, when do you? Exactly. So we we don't believe in timing the market. You, you need to have a strategy for how much money you need for long-term growth money and how much money you need for short-term income and liquidity. So, you know, after you have your money in place and invested for the long term, investing is not a short-term endeavor. Uh, you, your investment money that you need to grow and keep up with inflation needs to be long-term. You don't need to try to jump in and out every week and figure out uh, when it's going to uh, go down, and, and most of the time it doesn't work out. Something happens called a whipsaw, where the market will jump right back up. Sometimes the market will go down 10%. Within two days, it'll be back up above that, and you missed out on the upswing. So that that's a strategy that doesn't work. Most importantly, you want to have money invested for the long term for your growth, and money you need in the short term for income and other expenses don't need to be in that same strategy. Planning for retirement shouldn't be a mystery. So why is it so easy to get bogged down with financial terms and advisors who try to offer you a sales pitch? At Security First Asset Management, Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith take pride in looking after their clients' best interests. Schedule a complimentary review of your situation by calling 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Get a second opinion of your current financial plan with a retirement income solution from the Security First team. Dial 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Ready to get some more of your questions answered today? Let's bring in the show's producer, Mark Haywood, to see what kinds of requests are coming in on the mailbag today. Donna writes into us now. Donna is in Byron, and Donna says, I just got a prospectus for an investment that's been proposed to me. I can't imagine actually sitting and reading through it all, and I don't know that I'd understand much, even if I did. You know how big those things are, guys. Am I hurting myself if I don't slog through the whole thing? It's like reading a dictionary, right? Well, yeah, it was written by an attorney in a locked room down in the basement. <laughs> right, right. Have, who hasn't of, seen the light for weeks? You know, he won't see it for another five years, probably. Yeah, yeah. They didn't go to school for uh, you know dramatic, effective writing. That's for sure. But I'll tell you what, Donna, you have a very common question. It's an important question because you do want to understand what you're investing in. You do want to understand the fees, the expenses, the risk. All of those things are outlined in the prospectus. Now, I will say, 
if you feel that the prospectus is too long and too large, they do have something called a summary prospectus, which is a kind of an overall summary that wraps it up a little bit neater than reading the whole prospectus and all the legal terms. So some prospectus is normally going to be provided somewhere inside of the prospectus. You can skip to the summary prospectus. It kind of gives you the overviews of the fees and expenses and the risk and what they're going to be investing in, certain rules, how much turnover. Turnover means how often they will change investments and side of the mutual fund, if it's a mutual fund you're investing in. But a prospectus is also going to be provided to you for other other types of investments as well. Real estate funds will have that included, business development companies, closed-in funds, all of which are required to provide you with a prospectus. So it is important to understand what you're investing in. Now, your advisor, hopefully, or whoever sold you the product you're in, would have already outlined most of those key points. But for your own protection, understanding what you're investing in, look for what's called the summary prospectus to kind of summarize it for you, and maybe it won't put you to sleep immediately. Maybe you can get through you can it. Get through it. Not only, not only understanding what you're buying uh, or what's being proposed to you, as you indicated here, uh, Donna, is important, but uh, the why? Why are you being uh, proposed such an investment, and how does it work into your overall investment policy? And your overall investment needs, and then how is it centered around a future retirement planning need that you might have? Do you find that most people have a pretty good idea of what they're getting into just from that meeting with the advisor? Because like Donna's kind of implying here, a lot of people don't read these. And I know especially with the big box companies, you just kind of know that there's two or three investments that everybody invests in. And so you dive in. Are most people well-informed as to what they're getting into? Mm, I wouldn't say they're well-informed. Uh, I think they may have understood maybe when it was presented to them, but it wasn't clear enough maybe to be able to recall it later. I'm not saying that advisors don't uh, do proper jobs of explaining things. I just think the material is so foreign for most people that they don't grasp it. And uh, that's why she's having a difficult time sitting down looking at that thing, saying, how in the world am I going to get through it? As Daniel indicated, a summary page is a good place to start, but that's also something the advisor probably should advise her on as well as, you know, here, here's the key points of it and um, so that they have a clear understanding when they actually do invest in it. They may soon forget that or not understand it in the future. That happens a lot. Yeah, I'd compare it to like, you know, going to a doctor and they'll give you the diagnosis and the breakdown, all the technical medical terms for what you may have. And it all sounds good. You're nodding your head. Oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. But then a month goes by and there's no way you're going to be able to recall some of the technical terms they used, what could have caused the condition. You know, those things easily slip out of our minds because it's not something we're familiar with. So you could have had something very well explained to you, put into an overall plan, but it's easy to forget. That's why we do written financial plans to help people be able to recall that and stay in touch with them and remind them sometimes about why things fit into their overall plan. Well, Donna, thank you certainly for writing in. We hope that uh, that answers your question and just highlights the importance of knowing what you're getting into and how having that overall plan can help you to accomplish that goal. Uh, Know what you're getting invested in. Work with an advisor who can properly educate you on the subject matter and on your retirement. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Listen, plan, and thrive with the team from Security First Asset Management. Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith are here with me. We're answering your questions from the mailbag. Always love hearing from our listeners in the area. This next question comes to us from Jerry. Jerry's in Perry. 
Now that is funny. You guys see the the rhyme there, of course. Yeah. I, I digress. But Jerry is in Perry, uh, and he says, I'm 65 and recently had a heart attack. I'm out of work for another week, but then should be back to a normal schedule. We're certainly glad to hear that. My wife seems concerned about my future health, but I still have no plans to retire anytime soon. Can you tell her that I'll be fine and it's normal for people to work past 65? Jerry, uh, I'm glad you're doing well. I've had the experiences in my family, not personally, but with heart attack, it's a very scary thing. But in most cases, people, if they get it uh, called early enough in their life, they can can live uh, pretty happy and uh, and healthy moving forward. And I hope that's uh, your case. But it uh, seems like you want to work, and that's okay. Your question center around normal for people to work longer than 65. I think so, more so today than ever before. We find that folks who, who really like their jobs really don't have any desire to leave it. They may leave the company they're at doing the same thing they've done forever, but they may find another employer to work for that they've always longed to work for or an industry they always longed to be a part of, and they keep working. And if their health is good enough, that's, that's certainly not a bad thing to do. We need to be involved in something, and uh, being paid for being involved in something certainly not a bad idea. We don't know, Jerry, anything about your retirement income planning needs, but uh, maybe uh, if you're working because you feel like you have to, then it's probably a, a good indication that you probably need to sit down and talk with someone like ourselves and figure out exactly where you are and what you need to do to, to be able to even retire sooner if that's your desire. But uh, working past 65 is certainly not anything out of the ordinary today. As a matter of fact, lots of folks work a lot longer than that. And I personally have friends uh, inside the industry that I'm in as well as outside that are still working in their mid-70s and later because they enjoy what they do and, and that gives them satisfaction. So that's what's important, what's the best thing for you and for your family and particularly for yourself and your health. But thanks for writing in to us today. I hope this has been beneficial for you. Yes, Jerry, thanks for writing in. Bill, Daniel, what do you do in the situation where, let's say Jerry had to retire because of his health issues, or let's say in another situation that maybe you've, you know, your company's downsizing or you're getting that pension buyout. What do you do if you're forced to retire earlier than maybe you'd initially thought? Well, that's, you know, especially depending on where you are, your age and what your financial retirement savings look like, that could be detrimental to a lot of folks. And that happens. It happens more frequently than we realize. And it's discouraging, I'm sure, to somebody that's on a retirement path. And then all of a sudden, whether it be health or downsizing, they find themselves on the outside looking in, changes the complete complexity of their whole thought process about retirement. And it may require that they still have to work. So that's why it's important, I believe. And uh, I think Daniel will agree with me that when you get into your 50s, you really need to start thinking about what the rest of your life looks like. How long will you work if you're able? How long do you need to work? What does the planning look like for you? Where are the income sources coming from when you decide to retire? In your 50s, that could happen to you today. Downsizing, cutbacks, health issues. And that's why it's important to start sooner, not later. Have a plan in place that can help direct the rest of your life. And a lot of times when, when we get to that point, and we can see clearly that maybe we can retire sooner than we thought. Maybe that's when we pull the trigger and retire and do something different. Whether We may not stop working, but we may stop working where we are. Yeah, it can be really detrimental and shocking to someone if they either have a health issue or if they're laid off earlier than when they're planning to retire. 
And for the person that has had a financial plan in place since they're in their 40s, an income plan, knowing the target they were getting to, they would probably be a lot better suited and have more peace of mind knowing, okay, well, what am I going to do? Because those types of contingencies are things we try to plan towards. If you started saving earlier, putting money away earlier, hopefully you're going to be in a little bit better shape. But uh, being laid off earlier than you expect is, is something we see sometimes. And it may mean having to work part-time job. Sometimes people have to take temporary distributions from their account to get by. And you want to do that properly. You want to make sure that you're not being overtaxed for the amount of withdrawals you're having to take. But thinking it through, staying calm, but having a plan in place sooner than later is the best way to work through that situation. It helps with the um, the setback emotionally and uh, and understanding exactly where you are helps you direct what you should do next. So we advocate a good plan. The earlier, the better. Yeah, of course, part of planning should be, you know, if you, your income is at risk to be reduced because of a health issue, buying short-term or long-term disability if, if you're injured. There are ways to ensure against having all of your income being cut. So that's part of the planning process as well. Yeah, I guess the important thing to remember is that we have to find a way throughout our life, I mean all phases and stages of our life, to protect our income. We've got to have a way to protect the income, whether it be loss of income using disability or protecting the income once we retire or get in retirement. We have to have plans in place that – give us a very high probability to having the income we need to fit our needs and our lifestyle. Do you have a question like what we've covered today on our show? Don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind. There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve the successful retirement that you'd like to have. If you want to ask a question about your particular situations, here's what we'll do. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review, and we'll offer this service free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio and is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. We'll analyze the tax implication in your savings. Healthcare. Do you have plans to pay for health care or for a long-term care need in the future? Legacy. Do you plan to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of goals. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and make sure you don't run out of money in your retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. We really enjoyed answering your questions today on Retirement Income Solutions. Just a reminder that Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith are your financial coaches in Middle Georgia at Security First Asset Management. Remember, if you have retirement questions, we're happy to answer them. And we're standing by after the show and throughout the week. Just give us a call at 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. We're always online at completetheplan.com. Thanks for listening to another edition of Retirement Income Solutions. Tune in again next week for another great show. Securities and advisory services offered through Madison Avenue Securities are registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Security First and Madison Avenue Securities are not affiliated entities.